Good day. I'm Martin Webb, and welcome to the Climate Report for Thursday, February 10th, 2022. Please note, the lost broadcast for January 27th that went unaired due to technical difficulties can be found on KVMR's podcast page online. The Climate Report broadcasts and podcasts on KVMR-FM and at kvmr.org every second and fourth Thursday at 6.30 p.m. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, feel free to email climatereport at kvmr.org. Today, it's a special climate report with all the latest news on EVs and vehicles. With more choices available, in the U.S., electric vehicle sales are booming. Americans bought 21% fewer cars in the fourth quarter of last year than in the fourth quarter of 2020. But even though we bought a fifth fewer cars, we bought 72% more EVs. Electric cars remain a small percentage of vehicles on U.S. roads, less than 3% of the total, according to Department of Transportation statistics. The growth is due to car manufacturers introducing a wider variety of electric models. Kelly Blue Book analysts found at least 25 different models of EVs being sold in the United States in Q4 last year, with at least one sale in the quarter. The first electric pickups made their way to U.S. garages in the fourth quarter when 575 buyers took home the new Rivian RIVN to the tune of six per day being bought. That category of electric pickups will grow significantly in 2022, with the Ford F-150 Lightning making its debut. Hybrid vehicles with both gas and electric powertrains sold better than pure electric cars. Traditional hybrid vehicle sales grew 84% year-over-year in 2021. Tesla was still the number one EV sold in the U.S., with one being sold every two minutes in the fourth quarter of last year. Consumers, however, continued to believe in the United States the myth that EVs are too expensive, even though studies continue to show they are cheaper to operate. And concerns remain about range and charging options. Yet the attention for EVs in the U.S. has never been higher. Despite the hurdles, nearly half a million buyers bought an EV in the U.S. in 2021. Well, it's clear that there are many EVs that are cheaper to own than their gas-powered counterparts, and a new study shows that not buying gas saves you quite a bit of money over the lifetime of a car. Ford's new F-150 Lightning, the electric pickup that can double as backup power for your house in a blackout, is 17% more affordable to own than the gas-powered version of the exact same vehicle. That's according to a new analysis that looks at some of the most popular cars and trucks in the U.S. and then compares the cost to the closest electric equivalent. According to Tom Taylor, a policy analyst at Atlas Public Policy, the organization that did the analysis, if you're buying a vehicle, it's really hard to know what the total cost is going to be over the lifetime of the vehicle. So this study is part of giving people better data to help them think through that decision and then also to just challenge the prevailing notion that EVs are more expensive. 
Now, previous studies had looked at the cost difference between EVs and gas vehicles in general in the past, but this is the first calculation to look at comparing specific models and comparing the costs over an expected eight-year time frame of ownership. The gas version of the Ford F-150 is the best-selling vehicle in the country and has been for more than four decades. The F-150 Lightning, the electric version of the pickup, might become the best-selling EV. When Ford stopped taking reservations for it last December as it began production, 200,000 people had already signed up to buy it. The base model starts at $40,000, which is around $10,000 more than its gas twin. But the $7,500 federal tax credit for EVs brings that cost right down. The analysis didn't look at any state incentives, which can even help more. For example, in Maine, low-income customers get an additional $5,500 rebate. Regular customers, a $2,000 rebate for electric vehicles on top of the $7,500 federal tax credit. Now, that helps with the upfront cost of an EV, but the real cost advantage happens over time since charging the truck costs less than buying gas for it. And maintenance will also be less expensive because EVs have fewer moving parts. The same is true for other EVs. Policy analyst Taylor says it depends a little bit on which vehicle and which class we're talking about, but the fuel cost is where there are significant savings for EVs. If we look at a light-duty sedan, for instance, that's a very low-cost sedan, and the fueling cost is effectively 50% of the fueling cost for a gas vehicle. So for an EV, that's a really significant savings. It should be noted that for their analysis, calculations assume that someone charges their vehicle most of the time at home. And the costs for charging in public come from Electrify America data. The analysis, in addition to comparing the Ford F-150 gas to electric, also looked at comparing the Honda CR-V, one of the most popular SUVs, to Volkswagen's new electric ID4. The electric SUV has a total cost of ownership over eight years that's 15% lower than the comparable gas car. They looked at a Tesla Model 3. Comparing it to a similar luxury Lexus, the Tesla was nearly 5% less expensive to own over eight years. Chevy's electric Bolt is 6% less expensive over eight years than a similar Toyota Corolla. The cost savings is smaller for the Tesla and the Bolt because those are so popular they've already used up their quota of the $7,500 tax credit for EVs. The Volkswagen Electric ID.4 SUV and the new Ford F-150 would still qualify for the $7,500 tax credit. Well, that's why they are 15 to 20% lower to run over eight years versus the Tesla and the Chevy Bolt, which are 5 to 6% lower over eight years. The real tipping point for EVs, of course, is likely to happen when the initial sticker price is also lower. That's likely to happen relatively soon. One projection from Bloomberg suggests that EVs could be cheaper to buy than their gas-powered counterparts without any subsidies or consideration of long-term fuel savings in less than five years. Speaking of the Ford F-150, 
Ford is expecting to back up U.S. solar homes with the electric F-150. It's called the Ford Intelligent Backup Power and Home Integration System. And with it, the new F-150 Lightning Electric pickup will automatically kick in to power a home if the grid goes down, while also giving customers the freedom to charge their truck or power their home with residential solar. When the all-electric Ford F-150 Lightning pickup truck hits the road later this spring, it will deliver the same utility that has made the F-150 line a leader among all other pickup truck offerings. However, the Lightning will be able to deliver something that no pickup truck has ever done before. It can power your home. Ford aims to enhance home energy management, leveraging the substantial onboard battery capability of the Lightning to give customers the ability to use bi-directional power technology from their all-electric truck to provide energy to their homes during an outage or to even just simply reduce reliance on the grid when electricity prices are high. With the Ford proprietary intelligent backup power and home integration system, the F-150 Lightning will automatically kick in to power the home if the grid goes down. The home integration system works with the Ford Charging Station Pro. That's the charging unit for this new truck. It enables two-way power flow. It's not just to charge the truck. The charging station allows you to bring power back into the home. Now, there are two different versions of the F-150 Lightning. There's the extended range version. Buyers of the extended range F-150 Lightning will automatically receive the Ford Charging Station Pro for free as part of their purchase, while the standard range truck customers will need to purchase the special Ford Charge Station Pro and pay for activation separately. So what does this new electric pickup truck have that can run a home? The Lightning's extended range version has a battery system that can store up to 131 kilowatt hours of electricity. For comparison, a Tesla Powerwall 2, one of the leading home storage solutions, can only store up to 14 kilowatt hours of electricity compared to 131 kilowatt hours from the truck. So as a battery alone, the Lightning has a storage capacity equal to roughly 10 Tesla Powerwalls. It can also provide up to 10,000 watts of power all at once, where Powerwalls can only give you half that. Once power is restored to a home with the electric truck, the system automatically reverts back to utility power, but users can configure the system to charge their truck using solar. And based on the average U.S. home using 30 kilowatt hours a day, the F-150 Lightning with the extended range battery could provide full home power for up to three days or as long as 10 days when the truck is used in conjunction with solar power or energy rationing. In other major manufacturer EV news, Nissan is the next manufacturer to announce a halt to nearly all gasoline engine development in their shift to EVs. According to a report coming out of Japan, Nissan is putting a stop to almost all new gasoline engine development in its major markets. It's making one exception, the report says, and that's for pickup trucks sold in the U.S., The reason is that governments around the world are making it increasingly difficult to sell cars running solely on internal combustion engines. Emissions rules instituted in Europe in an effort to phase out gas cars in favor of EVs 
are making the development of new gas engines financially untenable for Nissan. Nissan is already heading toward an all-EV lineup for Europe. It's why the 2023 new Nissan Z gas car will not be sold there. But now, it will also shift its focus to electrification for China, Japan, and the U.S., To be clear, while Nissan will cease development on new gas engines, existing ones will still play a role. The company says it will continue to improve their existing engines, especially ones used on hybrid vehicles and the pickup trucks they plan to sell in the U.S. For now, Nissan's engine plants will remain open. No job cuts are expected as engine researchers will be moved into EV and hybrid development roles. And if the report is accurate, Nissan would be the first Japanese automaker to make such a move. Nissan has been a leader in the EV sector with products like the Leaf and has the upcoming Aria EV crossover waiting in the wings. Nissan is also a stakeholder in Mitsubishi, which has been a market leader in the plug-in hybrid segment with the Outlander. Nissan's main rival, Toyota, has not made such a commitment to EVs. In other fascinating new manufacturer developments, a solar-powered camper from Airstream is now in the works, and it will be a two-wheeled electric car of sorts. The camper could be driven and parked without the use of a car, comes integrated with solar, and is optimized for the electric vehicle revolution. Airstream, the builders of iconic travel trailers known for their round shape and shiny aluminum exterior, announced the release of what they call E-Stream. It's just a concept at this point expected to be out in the market within a couple of years, and it's a camper built for the electric vehicle revolution. The E-Stream takes Airstream's famous design features and adds integrated solar in the roof as well as an electric motor that can be used to actually drive and park the trailer. The electric motors within can also be used while towing the trailer, taking the load off of the towing vehicle. For example, it's estimated that the F-150 Lightning truck may reduce its range to less than 100 miles if it's towing at its maximum capacity, so the E-Stream helps to keep drivers going longer distances. The roof has 900 watts of solar built in, which Airstream said is about one-fifth the average power draw of an American home. In addition to solar, the system has a fast plug-in charging point port and an 80-kilowatt battery. Airstream said the battery can reach full charge in about 30 to 40 minutes at a fast-charging station. And while you can't drive the E-Stream down the road on its own, it can actually be parked autonomously using a tablet or other web-connected device. Its range of motion, therefore, makes it easier to snug the trailer into a tight spot as opposed to working it in with a tow truck, said Airstream. You can just park it with an iPad. The on-road trailer motors use a very unique tow hitch with built-in sensors to continually measure the forces between the trailer and the vehicle towing it so that the trailer does not ever push or pull on the tow vehicle. Like an electric car, the trailer also uses regenerative braking to recharge its batteries. The company also said the E-Stream can be taken completely off-grid for a week or two, running all systems including AC and heat. When foregoing deeper power draws like heating and cooling, the trailer can remain powered off-grid for significantly longer.
And again, reports are that it may still be a couple of years before this electric Airstream design with solar and self-parking capabilities is on the market. Well, in other manufacturer news, Daimler, NextEra, and BlackRock are going to deploy a nationwide U.S. electric trucking network. As everyone tends to focus on EV charging stations for cars, this is a focus on EV charging stations for trucks. That's right, it's Daimler Truck North America, who's associated with the Mercedes-Benz brand. They're partnering with NextEra Energy Resources and BlackRock Renewable Power, the major investment firm. They announced the signing of a memorandum of understanding to develop a joint venture in the design, development, installation, and operation of a nationwide charging network for medium and heavy-duty battery electric vehicles. Operations of the joint venture are expected to actually begin this year, evenly split with $650 million from the three parties. Lack of publicly available EV charging infrastructure for commercial fleets, especially in long-haul operations, remains one of the most significant hurdles to the electrification of trucking, said Daimler. The parties shared plans to deploy a network of charging station routes along the east and west coasts and in Texas by 2026. The first phase of construction is planned for next year, said Daimler. Daimler plans to begin the production of the battery electric Freightliner truck, the E-Cascadia and the EM2, next year in 2023. NextEra is a global solar and wind generator with significant investments in EV charging infrastructure, and BlackRock is a worldwide global investment manager with over $65 billion in client commitments. Its renewables arm is one of the largest renewable power investment platforms globally. Well, in our final manufacturer news, Musk might have left California, but it still loves Tesla as his brand has 75% share of our state's EV market. Billionaire Elon Musk may have moved Tesla's headquarters and his residence to Texas, but California remains the strongest U.S. market for the electric car maker, accounting for nearly 40% of its sales in the U.S. and more than half of all EVs purchased by California drivers last year. The sales volume for the world's leading EV maker surged last year in California, although its share of the California's EV market declined as rival battery models continue to flow into the market, including Ford's new Mustang Mach-E, the electric Mustang, and Volkswagen's ID hatchback has rolled out. EVs in California accounted for more than 12% of new cars and trucks sold in the state last year, over 12%. Compared to the rest of the U.S., that's over four times the U.S. market share for EVs in 2021, which for the rest of the country as a whole was 3%. Now that we've spent some time in the U.S. and California, let's talk about what's happening in the rest of the world. Self-charging hybrids, that's our traditional gas-electric hybrids that just charge themselves without being plugged in, have now outsold diesel vehicles for the first time in Europe. Self-charging hybrid cars, which again operate on on both an internal combustion engine and a battery, for the first time in 2021 outsold diesel cars in Europe. But it was so close, out of 2 million vehicles sold, the hybrids sold 48 
more, reaching first place for the first time ever. This is data from the European Automobile Manufacturers Association. It also showed that 1 in 11 cars sold were battery electric. That's about 9% of vehicles in Europe. Gas-powered cars two years ago were 50% of new vehicles, and last year were only 40% as they continue to tumble. Well, we talked about the U.S. and Europe, but what's happening worldwide? Because there are an awful lot of extra people beyond just Europe and the U.S. And electric cars sold in record numbers globally in 2021. New electric vehicle sales are increasing at such a rapid rate that pretty much every month of 2021 set a new record for sales. Every single month set a new record. November saw just over 700,000 new plug-in vehicle registrations, and that record was then soundly trounced a month later when December's numbers came in at over 900,000. The new December record represents a nearly 60% increase in global new EV registrations over a year prior. And this December record represented 15% of total vehicle registrations in that month. Now, as expected, Tesla's massive deliveries in 2021 worldwide were responsible for the lion's share of this global increase. The number one best-selling electric car in the world was Tesla's Model 3, while their Model Y came in at third place. That was beat in the numbers game by China's $5,000 EV, the Hongguang Mini. In terms of sheer volume, nothing else came even close to those three vehicles. The fourth best-selling EV on the planet was Volkswagen's new ID.4, which moved about 10,000 units a month last year across the world. Now, in some markets, EV market share rates have crested 10% of total cars sold, particularly in Europe and in Asia. But in the U.S., they still only account for about 3% of our market. In an encouraging sign, U.S. EV sales seem to double every year for the last 10 years. So the world is approaching 15% EVs for new purchases, and we hit that for December. And by region, we're already at 10% EV sales in Europe and Asia, 12% in California, and the rest of the U.S. 3 to 4%. Well, let's talk about lithium because the prices have shot through the roof. Lithium price has rocketed nearly 500% in a year amid electric vehicle rush. The labor shortages at West Australian mines are contributing to the rise, but some analysts urge caution to investors thinking there's money to be made. Lithium prices have, quote, gone ballistic as surging electric vehicle sales worldwide create massive demand for the critical component of lithium-ion batteries. According to figures from Benchmark Mineral Intelligence, the price of the lithium-rich raw material spodumene rose 478% between January 2021 and January of this year. Just in January alone, the price jumped 45% from the previous month in December. Similar price rises were recorded for all of the different products of lithium refinements. BMI is forecasting the price will continue to increase for at least the next six months off the back of massive demand for battery cells. 
In January, the consulting firm McKinsey predicted the market for lithium batteries would grow by an average of 20% a year until the end of the decade. But some analysts have sounded a note of caution, as lithium pricing can be volatile. Demand can grow quickly, but new mines can open and increase supply, dropping the price again. And while a range of factors were at play in creating the situation, including a labor shortage at key mine sites in Western Australia as a result of the pandemic and supply chain issues, it was surging demand for EVs in China that was the main driver. In our last segment for our EV special climate report, what happens when millions of electric car batteries get old? As California accelerates its push towards 100% zero-emission new car sales by 2035, hundreds of thousands of EV batteries will be finishing their freeway lives, and it's not clear what's going to happen to them. Currently, many of the massive used batteries, the Tesla version weighs about 900 pounds, appear to be stockpiled in hopes of greater reuse and recycling markets, but eventually those batteries, along with the toxic chemicals that can leach out of them, could end up in hazardous waste landfills. There are no EV battery recycling plants in California, and only five up and running nationwide, according to Cal EPA. That's despite the fact that used lithium-ion batteries contain valuable minerals that otherwise must be mined from the earth, mostly from overseas operations. Thanks to its progressive environmental policies, California currently accounts for 42% of the nation's electric vehicles being sold. And for several years, California state legislators have recognized the potential toxic consequences posed by battery-powered vehicles. Assembly Bill 2832 was signed into law in 2018. It called for an electric vehicle advisory group to develop legislative and regulatory recommendations to ensure that, quote, as close to 100% as possible of lithium-ion batteries in the state of California are reused or recycled at end of life, end quote. Well, that working group's 19 members includes regulators, automakers, waste and recycling interests, environmentalists, and a battery trade group. And after two and a half years, finally completed a draft report just this last December. And they're taking public comments on the recommendations they've made until February 16th next week, at which point the document will be finalized and forwarded to the California legislature for action. But some say the proposals they came up with are only a beginning and that the broad range of competing interests represented on the working group made it impossible to win majority approval for key items. According to Nick Lapis, a member of the panel who represents Californians Against Waste, a nonprofit environmental research and advocacy organization, he said the report identifies several policy solutions that have been proven to work for other products in California and for batteries in countries around the world. However, the policies that would actually solve the problem didn't garner a consensus. With the average car on the road for about 12 years, and EVs just gaining traction in the last half dozen, it hasn't been a major issue. There just haven't been that many EV batteries retired so far. Those batteries that have reached the end of their lives have not been closely tracked, and it's not clear what happens to them. One common scenario finds the aging or wrecked EV ending up at an auction where it's purchased by a dismantler for parts. Well, the draft report envisions many used EV batteries being repurposed for electrical storage, such as storing solar energy for when the sun isn't shining, before they're actually finally taken apart and recycled. 
Because when a battery no longer provides the desired range for a car, it can have another decade of use for electrical storage, according to the report. But sooner or later, most batteries will have to be dismantled and recycled or disposed of as hazardous waste. The report says that beside there being no thorough process to track EV batteries, there's no system to coordinate their collection, post-car reuse, or disposal once the vehicle's warranty runs out. The report says without a mechanism to collect stranded batteries, they may be unsafely accumulated, illegally abandoned, or improperly managed domestically and abroad. A key recommendation is assigning responsibility for making sure the batteries are reused, repurposed, or recycled. That responsibility would fall to the battery supplier if it was still under warranty, a dismantler if the car has reached the end of its life, or the vehicle manufacturer itself if the end-of-life car does not go to a dismantler. Well, that's it for today's Climate Report broadcasting and podcasting here on KVMR-FM and KVMR.org every second and fourth Thursday at 6.30 p.m. I'm Martin Webb. For daily news headlines in between broadcasts, including heaps of good news and tips, there is the Climate Report social media page. For questions or comments, feel free to email climatereport at kvmr.org.